Welcome to another episode of the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry. I'm Amelia Larry. And we got an exciting show for you today. We're actually going to look back at some of our pop culture highlights of 2017. It's our 2017 recap episode, as well as some other fun things. We'll be doing that in just a minute. But first, we have a little bit of house cleaning here in Manor Day Pop Pod. First, remember... We're currently running a contest. Once we get to 15 written reviews on iTunes, then we'll be giving away a Brooklyn bandana. Now, it's not enough just to hit a star, three, four, five, six. You actually have to leave a written review. Could be a one word, could be cool, love it, hate it, whatever. But it does need to be a written review. And this is actually very important. So if you if you listen and download and support the podcast, please leave us an iTunes review and Maybe win a Brooklyn bandana. Also, we would love to have submissions for whatever you want. A book, a graphic novel, a movie, a TV show, a piece of music. It could even be something that you made. And we would love those submissions and you get two free movie passes. Another exciting update is to we are about to start on an after school program at a elementary school in our area will be running a kids club on podcasting and all of the segments that we produce and in that program will be future content on the Larry's Pop Pod. So between now and March, be looking forward to even more voices doing Larry's Pop Pod episodes as we bring more kids in our area area into the joys of podcasting. Are you excited for that? Yeah. It's going to be fun. We got 15 new podcasters ready to go. All right, we are going to be right back where we will be sharing our pop culture highlights just after this small break. Brooklyn Bandanas, Brooklyn Bandanas, get out and get one today. Brooklyn Bandanas, Brooklyn Bandanas, no time to waste a rain. You can wipe your tears if you're feeling blue. Avoid a redneck and attract one too. You can hail a cab, wave it in the air, put it in your back pocket, shake it ear to ear. Wrap it, wear it, dab it, tie it, hold it, knot it, wave it, buy it. Brooklyn Bandanas, Brooklyn Bandanas, get out and get one today. Go to www.brooklynbandanas.com to get yours today. Okay, welcome back. Now we are going to do our three pop culture highlights of 2017. Yep, you know, at this time of year, usually a little bit earlier, but maybe we're running a little late, it's good to look back at some of the things from 2017, so this is our episode doing that. Um, I'm going to kick us off. We've each picked three. We're going to kind of share them in that order, three, two, one. My first one is actually, it's a little bit of a cheat. I'm going to say that right off the bat. My third favorite pop culture highlight of 2017 is that I, and then we, and then some more of our friends, Greg and Nico, got... For me, back into playing Dungeons and Dragons. Now, I played Dungeons and Dragons all the way back to when I was probably seven or eight years old when I started playing. And I've played basically throughout my life, but it's been a, a pretty big break since the last time I played. And so, getting the books again, reintroducing myself to the new rules, which is the fifth edition, collecting the books, the Monster Manual, the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Little Figures. 
Um, I'm the Dungeon Master, and it's been so fun to kind of create different worlds and different adventures and bring Nico and Amelia and Greg onto these adventures. And we have a pretty great adventure brewing, I have to say. We probably will do a special episode on our Dungeons & Dragons campaign coming up in the sometime in the future, so I'm not going to get too much into the details. But it has been so fun uh, to get back into the world of Dungeons & Dragons. So that is definitely... Uh, my one of my top pop culture highlights, and uh, something Dungeons and Dragons that's been in the in the pop culture for a long time. Any comments on that, Amelia? Um, I'm just gonna say it's really fun. <laughs> it is. It's really fun. So that's my number three, Amelia. What is your number three? My number three is Land of Story Six. It came out in June. It is a fantasy book. I have read the whole series. And it is so, so good. It is funny. It is adventurous. Like, they go on a different adventure every book. Like, the first, they get sucked in, and they have to find a way home. I'm not going to give you too much. And it enters classic stories, like Red Riding Hood, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, There's also Cinderella. And so I just love this series, and it's so good. It takes a great turn on classic stories. It's adventurous and funny, as I said. And, yeah, that's why I picked it. So book six came out in 2017. Is that the last book, or will there be more books? That is the last, but I think there might be, like, a sequel series to it. Oh, so you do think there'll be more? Maybe. And didn't you see that you, didn't you say that they're maybe making a movie or a TV show? Didn't you see that? Yeah, I saw that somewhere, but... I don't know if it's going to be used. Okay, so your number three is the Land of Stories series, specifically book six. Is there a name for book six? Yeah, Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide. All right, let's move on to our round two. It's a bit of our music round, it sort of turns out to be. We didn't really plan it that way, but that's what what it is. My number two is actually the team-up record of Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile, and it's entitled Lot of Sea Lice. These are both very talented singer-songwriters who um, have had careers on their own. Uh, Courtney Barnett has one record. I think Kurt Vile has at least four or five records to their name. But earlier in 2017, they started touring together, and then they put this fantastic album out. Um, It came out back in the fall. It's it's like they, they were born to sing and play together. Uh, They have very similar sensibilities. The reality is, and one of the main reasons that I love it, is it sounds so much like the the underground indie rock of my youth, of the 90s. Their executive producer, Mary Moyer, says it sounds just like Silver Jews and Pavement. Uh, She says it about 17 times when we're listening to it. Um, And she's she's very right. So it's it's that, it, it kind of, that kind of feel. It's got just... Just fantastic lyrics and singing. They both write songs on the record. Their voices play off each other just fabulously. Um, It really is just a great record. And we're going to hear a little bit of a song here. I believe this one's called Blue Cheese. And it's just a great little ditty. It's funny. And it's got some really great wordplay. So here's a little bit of Kurt and Courtney's Blue Cheese. Now I'm calling the cops on you Nanny, nanny, boo-boo, knocking you out 
Okay, my second one is also an album. It is Pink Beautiful Trauma. And Pink is just her overall is amazing. But this album, it's amazing. She uses her voice well. Um, There are a lot of dance songs on the album. And there are a lot of ballad, like, soft songs on the album and i just noticed that there's a lot of also instrumental in this album it has like piano and i just think that's wonderful um but the song i'm gonna play is where we go so here you go (laughs) got a feeling we gonna get this wrong say the pink album is fantastic we talked about it in more depth in our verses episode um so we'll put a a link to that in the description so you can hear the verses battle pink versus taylor swift we both definitely preferred the pink album over the new uh, taylor swift album and uh you recently got the got the album what what did you get it on yeah i got the album on vinyl for christmas and it was just a really suck, which I loved it. Yeah, so we now proudly own Pink's Beautiful Trauma on vinyl. All right, we're on to round one. So highlighting not necessarily our favorite, but what we picked is our number one highlight of pop culture 2017. I will start. This one was hard for me because I was kind of thinking about two things in kind of the similar vein. One uh, they're both superhero movies, so it was a battle in my own head, kind of a, a versus in my head, uh, Thor and Spider-Man. But ultimately, I went with Spider-Man Homecoming as one of my top pop culture highlights. Uh, we talked about it on our Summer's End uh, Part 2 episode that you can go back and listen to. We talk about the movie more in depth. But this movie is fun. It's funny. It's young. It's fresh. It has a very modern take on Spider-Man. It's a great New York City movie. It takes place in Queens and Brooklyn and Manhattan. Um, I think it's kind of my favorite of all the Marvel movies that kind of deal with the Avengers universe. I think it, 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 it kind of warmed me up to the Avengers movies in some ways that I was a little bit cynical about before. It's just a fabulous time. People of all ages, everyone that I recommend this to that hasn't seen it loves it. It's just, it's, 
Thor is also very good. It's also a lot of fun. We talked about that in our holiday movie extravaganza episode, so I did like Thor a lot. But I don't know if I had a better time in the movie theaters in 2017 than Spider-Man Homecoming. We saw it right basically the day before, two days before school started up again, and we just had a blast watching this movie. So that is my top 2017 pop culture highlight. Amelia? Mine is also a movie. It is Wonder Woman. I love this movie. The setting is amazing. I like the plot point, which is this the war to stop all wars. And it's kind of the beginning of Wonder Woman, that movie. Because they show her evolving to actually America, not the Amazon. So I that's why I love Wonder Woman. It's such a good movie and I could think I could probably think of some more if I had an extra time (laughs) Uh, it it was a great movie Um, I really love the scenes uh, the Amazon warriors and and those scenes are really fantastic Patty Jenkins the director should be directing more movies more more episodes of Wonder Woman she should do the next Justice League movie we talked about uh, Wonder Woman in our at the drive-in episode Um, so also how we saw Wonder Woman, which was at a drive-in movie theater, also really helped make it kind of a special night. It was early in summer. It was our executive producer, Mary Moyer, joined us as well. It was a, a really fun outing. So I, this was um, also would have been on my list if we were going five or ten deep. So a really great, a great movie and a great time. So there's our top pop culture highlights. I'm sure we left some stuff out. A challenge to you all, if you have some things you'd like to share your 2017 highlights, please record it and send it in. You can do it on an iPhone. You can do it into a computer. Just get us the audio file, and you'd win two free movie tickets. But we'd love to hear some of your pop culture highlights. And I have to say a big highlight for me that has to do with pop culture in 2017 is starting this podcast. Uh, We started this podcast in 2017. I think this will be, when we post this episode, it will be our 19th episode, which is amazing. It's incredible. So uh, having you to, to talk about and to plan and experience pop culture through this show and growing the show is really, that truly is my pop culture highlight of 2017. What's it been like for you doing this podcast? It's been new experiences. I'm just going to put it at that because it's just, it's a risk because you put all your ideas out there. You don't know who's listening. You don't know where they're listening. You don't know if they like it or not. So it, it was just, it was amazing, and it's been a good risk. Do you, does it make you think about pop culture differently? Yeah, I used to think, like, go to the movies, and it's fun. That's all pop culture is. But it really is books, movies, TV shows, music, all entertainment. Does it make you think differently about how you think about those things or analyze them? Yeah, it makes me wonder about them more. Wonder about them more. Well, now we have the space to wonder together (laughs) about pop culture. Uh, We're going to be right back to talk about a piece of pop culture that we discovered late in the year and, in fact, still engaging with. But we, I think, both agree is kind of a highlight for us in uh, of 2017 and, and heading into the new year. So we'll be right back to talk about that. Hi, I'm Amelia Larry from the Larry's Pop Pod. Did you know you can find us on your favorite podcasting apps? Look for the Larry's Pop Pod on iTunes, Google Play Store, 
and Stitcher. You can see links in show description. Bye-bye. We're going to talk a little bit now about One Day at a Time. Uh, it's a reboot of the classic 80s sitcom by Norman Lear about a single mother uh, raising her two children in an apartment complex with a nosy, budinsky handyman named Schneider. The reboot is a little different. It is still a single mother with two kids, but now it's a, a boy and a girl. Uh, she lives with her mother um, and their grandmother. Schneider is still the character, and it's a Cuban family. So there's some changes to it, but it's, it's still the basic premise. And the, interestingly, it's the exact same set, which I think is interesting. And it's still also executive produced by Norman Lear. This was a TV show that we hadn't watched in much in 2017. We started it right at the end. I had been reading so many positive things about it, and uh, it was on so many TV critics who I really respect and likes year-end list and top ten list that I said, let's go ahead and give this a shot, and we have been loving it. We're almost through season one. There is going to be a season two, I think, this year. They've already mm-hmm. announced. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we are loving about One Day at a Time. Amelia? One Day at a Time is a perfect series for a family, it is very funny. The grandma is I maybe the funniest character. She is very funny. And every show kind of has a different different joke about the whole thing and problem they have to solve. So one thing I really love about the show is it's an old school sitcom. It's a it's a multi-camera sitcom. It's very broad. There's a, a laugh track. It's like a lot of the sitcoms I grew up with when I was a kid, like One Day at a Time or Family Ties uh, or all those classic sitcoms, which aren't very much in vogue anymore. They're not really that popular. Uh, the, the situation comedy is kind of much different. So it's really refreshing to see a well-done old-school sitcom about a family. And, and, Amelia, you're exactly right. One of the great things about it is that they're, they could be crazy broad and funny and have lots of jokes, but they usually are about really serious issues. So far, we've seen uh, we've seen what's it like to be a veteran, the, the main character, Penelope. Uh, the mother is a, a veteran of Afghanistan. What are some of the social issues that you've seen them talk about? The social awareness I saw them talked about, it kind of based off of one episode. Elena, the oldest daughter, she um, she is the best friend, which is like a goth girl. I don't really remember her name. And they were tricking the mother by saying, yeah, we have this immigration project and we're teamed up. But in this episode, they find we find out that the immigration project is actually her friend. Her friend, her parents are deported. What that means is they tried to, from Mexico, come to the U.S. and they illegally, and they were caught. And so that episode shows them sending the girl to her brothers in Texas, and it's a really sad one because, like, Elena loses her only friend. And but that episode is just the like amazingly well done i love it and they looked at immigration from a couple different angles and was really interesting was that the grandmother uh, who who immigrated to the u.s legally was just like another character and being anti-illegal immigration so it takes a lot of interesting looks at the immigration issue 
But let's talk about the two really funny characters. Uh, do we agree that the two funniest characters on the show are the gram- grandmother, Abuela, and Schneider? Yeah. <laughs> so Abuela is played by legendary actress Rita Moreno, and she just kills. She might be the funniest character I have seen on television in 2017. She plays everything broad, everything's for huge laughs, and it totally works. What do you love about Abuela? I really love that she's like a total dance freak. Like, in the mornings, her alarm clock would be dance music, like Cuban dance music. And she wakes up and does the tango and gets everyone breakfast. And that's really funny. They have a whole episode based on that. And she's just, she's amazing. She's like offended when Snyder wants to take Alex on his travel team to San Diego. Right, because only family can watch family, right? Yeah. And that brings up Schneider. So in the original, Schneider was kind of a working man, kind of, you know, lunkhead, but with a heart of gold. So they updated the Schneider character. Now he's a trust fund hipster, and it, it really works. So if you want to, it's a great vehicle for making fun of of pop culture and hipsterisms and kind of internet culture. So they get a lot of great jokes out of him. But just like the Schneider in the original, he's got a real heart of gold, and you can tell he needs a family um, and people that he loves and cares about. And so, uh, and they make a real joke about that as well. Like, he's always over there, he eats dinner, he thinks he's a member of the family, which provides lots of good jokes. What do you think about Schneider? He's really funny, like, one time... They were explaining what mansplaining was, and Elena was trying to explain it, and Snyder just started <laughs> explaining it, and they were staring at him like, what? He was like, what? I'm just explaining what mansplaining is. So he was like, oh. Yeah, that was a good scene. That was a good scene. That whole episode is great. Yeah, it's really interesting how they mix current events, social awareness issues with pretty much laughs all the time there is great laughs it's got she's a she's a nurse and so she works at a doctor's office and so there's a whole there's a bunch of characters around working at her doctor's office there's also a lot of great side characters throughout and the kids are great um i liked actually that it made it a boy and the girl it makes the dynamic kind of interesting it was a nice little twist from from the original i think we have about two episodes or one or two episodes left in season one I think we, like, just finished the 11th episode. That's right. So maybe we only have one episode. You're right. So we really recommend One Day at a Time. Uh, They even do an update on the theme song with a Cuban twist. And I think the new season is going to be out sort of soon. We're a little bit late to this. So I think we might even be able to watch a season two here very shortly. But it's the best traditional sitcom on TV, in my opinion. Any parting shots? Um, it's amazing, and I'm pretty sure the second season's coming out in February, so. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, hot tip. So, one day at a time, kind of a late entry into our favorite pop culture things of 2017, but we wanted to talk about it in the context of 2017 and share how much we're loving it. This is it.
All right, we're going to finish off 2017 by hearing what you, some of the listeners, submitted as your top pop culture highlights of 2017. We put a call out far and wide on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, out by Raven. We collected many, I think almost 20 of your submissions, and we have here our brand new co-producers, the Kids Club Radio 321 group with their first contribution, reading your listener submissions for highlights of 2017. Enjoy. Nico says it's becoming a magician with the Ever and Arrow YouTube Magic Instruction Show. Andrea downloaded and picked Chance the Rapper Christmas album. Joe said it was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Executive producer Mary said the Luna Reunion concert at Brooklyn Steel. Greg submitted that Blade Runner 2049 was his favorite. Gianna Rides with Wonder Woman. Listen to the At The Drive-In episode for our review. Susan says the biggest thing in pop culture was girl power. Jack swung into action with Spider-Man Homecoming. So did we on Summer's End Part 2. Scott said seeing the far side southern culture on the skids in the Summer Outside concert. Danielle said the crown is royalty for her. Tate singing along with Remember Me and belted out Coco as his fave. We remember our holiday extravaganza show and we and we talked where we talked about it so much we loved it too. Amira said it was marching in the women's march. Tom and Sadie are all in on Stranger Things season two. Elliot can't stop thinking about the blue whale exhibit at the Royal Ontario Museum. Lynn said that Eclipse blacked out all other choices. Is he screams slime? Bilal talked about seeing Khalid in a small concert before he blew up. Check out a Khalid track on our Spotify playlist, Volume 2. Mooney declared Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer on Saturday Night Live the very best. All right, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.